Welcome to the Once Again Podcast. We are your hosts, Ashley and Jason. On today's episode, we will be discussing our impressions of Marvel Studios' latest Disney Plus series, Loki. At the time of this recording, only the first three episodes have been released, and we will be discussing that. So, Ashley, I'm a big Marvel guy. I'll let you go ahead and give your impressions first, and then I'll chime in. I now. am I am not a big Marvel person, so I'm going to set i am watching loki because i like the character of loki and i like time traveling weird stuff like that so i'm all in on that kind of weirdness but uh i will say i have not seen all the movies have not seen all the tv shows i am basically just one of those people that's like yeah i watch what i watch i get around to it i love this series so far but probably because i like the idea of the tva yes i like what the tva is doing yeah it's it's interesting. Um, I grew up reading Marvel comics in the 90s, which for most of us who grew up reading car- Marvel comics in the 90s means we read Spider-Man and X-Men comics and any issue of a Marvel comic that had Spider-Man or Wolverine on the cover. So I really wasn't reading Thor or Loki or Avengers even, um, unless Spider-Man crossed over. But get uh, I remember the first thing to come out from Marvel Studios that I was like, oh, I kind of know that was Guardians of the Galaxy. Like they played it safe with all like the Avengers, like Iron Man and all of them, Hulk. Yeah. And I had friends who would say like, oh, what's this character's backstory? And I'd tell them and they'd be like, oh, well, this is different in the comics, blah, blah, blah. But when Guardians of the Galaxy came out, I'm like, yeah, I kind of know them because they sometimes have adventures with the X-Men, but it's a completely different team than what's in the movies. And now with the TVA, I'm in the same boat as people who have never read a, a Marvel comic. I know that they're a part of the Marvel universe. I did like some quick, you know, Googling of the TVA mm-hmm. after the first episode. But, you know, I get curious about these things. And mm-hmm. it doesn't seem like they're going too hardcore with the, like, comic book versions anyway, as far as I was reading with my terrible research. So no, it's, yeah. I and could I, be wrong, but... Well, the only thing that stood out to me and this is a a pretty far grab, but the one statue or the one cartoon drawing of the one TVA god or whatever they're supposed to be kind of looks like Kang the Conqueror. And Mm. Kang the the Conqueror is a Marvel villain who travels through time. But he's a really weird Marvel villain because, and mind you, they've probably retconned his origin several times since I stopped reading the comics, but he either is Tony Stark from the future or is a descendant of Tony Stark's from the future. Mm, Um, That's interesting. Yeah, it's, it is interesting. And especially when you factor in time travel and then in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, they have Tony Stark invent time travel. Yeah. So it's just like, oh, you know, I'm sure they're going to do something very different. I know Kang is supposed to show up in uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp uh, the next Ant-Man and the Wasp movie. Yeah. But it is just kind of interesting what they're going to do. They'll well, probably... I know there was a lot of theories too that the TVA is in the quantum realm itself. I've seen oh. a lot of oh, okay. theories like that kind of floating around. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, that could work. But yeah, um, I'm very much enjoying it. I, I thought the first two episodes were absolutely fantastic. The third episode moved a little slow, but it you mentioned time travel and all. It kind of reminded me of a Doctor Who episode. Yeah. Which I, I enjoyed Doctor Who. So 
you know, it was fine for me. It was much slower yeah, the than third, the other I feel like the first two episodes were very action-packed, whereas mm-hmm. the third episode was kind of giving us a lot of information at once without mm-hmm. giving us too much information. Mm-hmm. And I, I personally think the whole episode's a fantasy anyway. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Obviously, yeah. that's not yeah. real. I, yeah, I think Savine, a.k.a. Lady Loki, whatever you want to, Enchantress, whatever you want to refer to her as, just created this scenario in Loki's mind. Well, um, did she create it or did he create it? Well, that would be interesting if it was like a, a double bluff. I, I was under the, uh, my impression was that she created it but yeah, See, I've they, seen that, but I had somebody brought up to me that it could have been him doing it, to figuring her. out how he, she had done it mm. and doing it himself. Mm. Possibly. But yeah, how do you, do you want to track how Loki's character has gone through this or what would you like to highlight? I don't even know. I don't know how to go about this. Like, uh, I'd say we, we start at the beginning, huh, the beginning with time travel. It, we have Avengers Endgame where the Avengers go back in time to get the Infinity Stones to stop Thanos, blah, blah, blah. Biggest Marvel movie of all time. So pretty much anyone who's watching the Loki series knows what happened there. Loki gets one of the stones, uh, travels somewhere else. Uh, we pick up with him there. He's in, I believe, the well, middle. He gets the Tesseract. And... He, well, yes, yes. He gets the Tesseract, which has the space stone, I believe, yeah. hidden inside of it. And he ends up in the Middle East somewhere and is contacted by these TVA agents who take him into the TVA. He seems to be totally fine going along with the program at first until he realizes his powers don't work at the TVA. And then he wants to get out. Well, also because I don't think he realizes what's going on until like it's he's very much, you know, in front and they're clearly gonna kill him because that's what they do with variants yeah the well (laughs) yeah he was a little he had some attitude when he gets at the tva until he sees that one guy get disintegrated for not having his ticket and then he's like okay let's get in order and then when he's on trial and presenting his case that's when he's like well now i'm going to use my powers because loki loves to be theatrical and realizes he can't he meets up with Owen Wilson, who plays Morpheus in this. Yeah, Mobius. And, or Mo- Mobius, thank you. I said Morpheus. I'm bringing the Matrix into this. <laughs> but, Same thing. Yeah. And Owen Wilson really is doing a fantastic job, in my opinion. Honestly, I didn't even realize it was Owen Wilson at first. Like, my brain didn't register Owen Wilson. Yeah. Well, for years now, he's kind of been playing an Owen Wilson character in everything. So to see him doing something different, really, I was like, oh, wow, he's doing fantastic. And yeah, him, I didn't I didn't even realize somebody had it. Somebody told me they were like, oh, yeah, Owen Wilson. I was like, yeah, that was Owen Wilson, wasn't it? Yeah. And hit, him and Tom. Think about it. Yeah. Him and Tom Hiddleston have some chemistry together. They play off each other very well. Uh, anyway, Loki realizes when he sees that there are multiple Infinity Stones around the TVA just being used as paperweights that he the the universe is much bigger than he thought it was and he thinks that this is the most power in the universe the and TV he clearly is. has a much more minor role yeah than he's ever thought before like you yeah. know he's a god yes like, and he he watches a film of his entire life play out before him 
so we get to have all the character development of the Loki who died in uh, Infinity War without actually having a dead Loki on our hands. And he decides, I'll work with the TVA, but he's still the god of mischief, so he has his own goals. That's kind of where we leave off the first episode. Yeah. And then... Is that is that where we leave off, or is it revealed that they're hunting down a Loki? They're board? hunting down another Loki. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they do say that at the end of the episode. Which this when the, this whole thing when they show I forget if it's the first episode or it's probably the second episode, but they show what different Loki variants look like, and they're all very different from each other. I thought it was interesting because the whole point of the TVA is to keep one timeline going. Like one central yeah, timeline. Yeah, the sacred timeline. Yeah, yeah. There was this horrible war with multiple timelines crossing over before. And and by the way, anyone who's buying that, like the TBA has their own objectives. There's something going oh, on. Oh, hundred percent. Well, you already know that because in the third episode, you know, I was going ahead a little bit when uh, Sophie basically mentions like, yeah, they're all variants. We're working for the TBA, yeah. and Loki's like, none of them know that though. Yeah. They all think they're born. Like, clearly the TVA is doing something nefarious to a certain extent because otherwise you wouldn't have to tell variants they're not variants. Yeah, like very, very true. And even little things, we have the girl that uh, Savine kidnapped and tortured, essentially, but got the information out of her. We see the scenario that she had where she was at a bar with a friend and Savine mentions, like, I had to go really far back in her mind hundreds of years to get that memory to be able to to get the information I wanted from her Owen Wilson's character has an affinity for jet skis I wonder if we'll get revealed that you know he was a professional jet skier or something he sold jet skis you know something whatever he did yeah but yeah it's been a great show so far I'm really interested to see where it goes what it'll do with the Marvel timeline. Especially because the last episode kind of left really, you know. Mm. I mean, obviously it's not real, but like how much of that wasn't real that we saw last episode. Yeah. It could be some I guess it has, I guess what you mentioned about Loki doing that mind trick to Savine has to be what it, because we know that her character was living throughout different different apocalypses. That's how she was hiding from the TBA because they establish it doesn't matter what you do during an apocalypse because everyone's going to die anyway so it won't create Which any... makes a lot of sense I yeah. do like that kind yeah. of time it logic there it, it won't create any fluctuation throughout the timeline which kind of goes against Doctor Who logic to the other extent like in Doctor Who apocalyptic events can never be messed with and can never be stopped because they always have to be well, they're not, uh, here's the thing is, they're not being stopped. They're just messing with, like, if you do enough true. insignificant things, it's basically the point that you won't change. Like, you know, Loki telling all these people right before it happens that it's going to happen does yeah. nothing because it still happens. Yeah. It and doesn't sp- affect the outcome at all. Loki's very impressive. He can speak Latin. Yeah, I don't know. I think it I think it poses an interesting thing of what's going to happen in the future of Marvel films and their television series. We know Doctor Strange's next movie is called The Multiverse of Madness. So presumably there's going to be multiverse things happening. You think this is kind of a start of like 
kind of opening up the timelines and opening up the multiverses in a way. Just yeah, definitely. And like, I think, well, because also Spider-Man, um, the whole situation with Sony and Marvel, um, yeah. they, they really have to struggle. Each studio, like they, Sony's like, no, you know, we'll play ball, but really we want a lot of money. And Disney's like, yeah, we want to use this character. And it's a, it's a whole back and forth. I think this could be a way if Sony doesn't play ball correctly with Marvel, that they could write Spider-Man out of the universe. Yeah. And also the next Spider-Man movie is apparently going to have Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire coming into it, playing their versions of their characters of Spider-Man. Who knows? We're just going a little buck wild with the time travel and everything at this point. Yeah. And, you know, it's uh, a lot of the Marvel movies that aren't proper Marvel universe, Disney studios, Marvel universe things. Some people want to see the characters come over. It would be interesting to see who Jackman play Wolverine again in the MCU, but he's also 55 at least. Uh, I don't know how many times he wants to get jacked and ripped again to play this one character. He did say though that if it was for like a Disney Marvel film that he would do it. I remember Mm. at some point he did put that out into the universe that if it was for a proper Marvel film with the MCU, he would mm. do it. So I I personally think Logan capped off his character so well. Oh, I agree with that. Yeah. But I, uh, and I think that's why he wouldn't come back if they were like, Hey, we're just going to do an X-Men film. I think the only way he comes back is if there's a proper him being in the MCU, even if it's just for one singular thing. Mm. I think it would be interesting too because they announced that they're going to make a Fantastic Four movie. I think it would be interesting if this whole time variant uh, multiverse thing plays into that. Like have it that the Fantastic Four always existed in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, but the TVA got rid of them uh, because Reed Reed Richards is too intelligent and was messing around with dimensional travel or time travel or something and they were like well i did remember reading too that the tva was heavily involved with a lot of the fantastic four storylines in particular Mm. in the comics like Mm. when i was doing my little research that would that that would make sense because reed richards really gets into situations above his station but he is the most intelligent human alive so there you go i actually yeah i'm pretty sure he's the smartest man on earth I, I, I know DC Comics better than I know Marvel, but I'm quite certain Reed Richards is the smartest person uh, in, on Earth in Marvel's universe, the comics universe at least. Yeah, so what, what would you like to see from the show going forward, or what do you think is going to happen going forward? I don't even know. I mean, I assume we're going to get some kind of, you know, every, Owen Wilson, all of them are going to figure out their variants and mm-hmm. something's going to happen there. It's some kind of overthrowing of the TVA. Mm-hmm. Because well, we also kind of learned that no one's really met the timekeepers or whatever either. Right. Like, so. Right. They could be dead or never existed or something. Yeah. So I'm curious to see how that plays out too. In the, in the trailers for the sh- uh, Loki show, I don't know if you've watched the trailers, but we, we've, we've seen him back in he's wearing his loki helmet with the big long horns again and he has a pin on him that says vote for loki and i never read this but it was taken from 
in the Marvel comics, at some point, Loki runs for president of the United States, which I don't know how that works because he's not an American citizen, but that's where they're drawing this image of the vote for Loki. I I wonder if he's having some sort of campaign to take over the TVA or if it's just Uh, something. Or I mean, maybe. Well, we don't. Like, for as much as we've spent in TVA for the last three episodes, we don't really get a lot of, like, explanation of how any of it works. Yeah. Well, and also Marvel Studios likes to put things in trailers that don't actually happen in the show or movie. Or digital, they, they change things in the Thor Ragnarok trailer. There's a scene where Thor has two eyes, but in the actual movie at that point of the, of the film, he had lost one of his eyes and they just digitally changed it so that people wouldn't know that he lost an eye in the film. Oh, spoilers for all Marvel things uh, related, I guess. I mean, I think we, I think we already. Yeah. Think um, if you're listening to this, just assume. Yeah. But yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what's, because we we're three episodes in, we have three episodes left to go. Did you, did you watch uh, WandaVision at all or no? I did not. Okay. Well, that, that... But I know a lot about what happened, so... Yeah, that, that, that was very interesting. That ended very dark, in my opinion, especially if you stay to watch the post credit scene. That's a very dark impression. I know she, Kevin Feige, has said that she's supposed to... Uh, Wanda's supposed to show up in the Doctor Strange movie. I don't know where Loki's going forward after this. Presumably... He's going to meet up with Thor again. Um, I'll be interested to see if Thor shows up in this show. There's not. I'm interested to see if anybody shows up in this show. Like, yeah. Apparently, I I didn't notice this. I was watching another video about it, but there's a woman in the background of the TVA at one point that looks like Peggy Carter, who's Captain America's girlfriend wife. Yeah. She has the same haircut and she wears the same clothes that Peggy Carter wears in one of the films. It'd be interesting if people are using that to say they think Steve Rogers is going to show up at some point because him and Peggy got taken as variants because in Endgame, Steve goes back in time and lives out the rest of his life with Peggy. I don't know. It'd be interesting to see him show up. I, I, believe... I mean, I guess that would, you know, that would determine how did they even choose variants? To... Yeah. Well, yeah, because they, they write off the Avengers time travel as that was always supposed to happen because Loki directly says to them, I'm not responsible for this. The Avengers are responsible for this. Go be go arrest them. And they say, no, they were always supposed to travel. That's the sacred time. timeline. Yeah, yeah. So it is it is weird to wonder, like, because if they were always supposed to go back, then he always was supposed to get the Tesseract and escape. <laughs> like, <laughs> how do they determine he's a variant? Well, and then, you know, another question here is like, where exactly does Lady Loki come from in yeah. like all of this? Like we don't really know what specifically her variant is necessarily. Well, like where I, it comes from. It's interesting because there's not much known about Norse mythology proper. And Norse mythology, the actual tales are very different from the Marvel Norse mythology. But in some Norse mythology tales, uh, Loki is a woman because Loki gives birth to uh, different creatures. Yeah. Um, And in the tales that he gives birth, or she gives birth, I guess I should say, Loki is a woman. Uh, It's it's interesting. Now he's a god, Loki is the god of tricks and changes his appearance and everything. So maybe he can, he's gender fluid and can change his gender or something. But 
it is interesting to see a female version of the character show up. And I know in Marvel Comics proper, Loki one time, so the all the Asgardians die, Ragnarok happens, yeah. but they, they get reincarnated. And when Loki comes back, he has possessed the body of Lady Sith, who is Thor's wife in Marvel yeah. Comics. And that's like a plot point or a point of contention because no one knows where Loki is because he's pretending to be Sith. So who knows? Who knows how the... I, I think more more likely Savine is a way to introduce Enchantress into the... Because she has different powers from the MCU Loki. I think... I think she, and the fact that she has a different name, I think what they're going to do is keep her around and she's going to occupy the role of Enchantress, who's a Marvel Norse god who's in love with Thor but can never be with them. Maybe. I guess we'll see. Yeah. I wonder who her postman is that she's in love with. True. Yeah. Good question. But yeah, uh, so we're both very much enjoying the show. Um, is there anything else you'd like to discuss about it? I want to know who made Miss Minutes too. Yes. I want to know. Yeah, she's fantastic. That whole uh, 1970s appeal of the TVA or uh, appearance of the TVA, I guess I should say. Yeah, like I want to cool. know, like forgetting for a second, like the timekeepers and stuff, assuming they're even like a real thing. Who created this? When did they create it? If it's in the quantum realm, who got to the quantum realm and just decided I'm going to create this whole thing? Mm. Yeah, I don't know. That, 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 those are all very good questions. Like, is that ask. important? Like, is it somebody we know or is this going to be just an answer we don't get at all either? Yeah, because we only really see the quantum realm in Ant-Man and the Wasp is our yeah. first like exposure to it. And, and then they use it in Avengers Endgame to travel back in time. So hmm, it would be interesting to see. And the whole Miss Minutes, she's kind of like an AI like Tony Stark would have invented or his father or something like that. Yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that whole 1970s. Because, like that's a whole Stark kind of well, vibe and, to it, but I don't know. like. And even in, I think it's the second Iron Man movie, Tony Stark finds a tape that his father left him. And it's, a, it, it's him. He invented this technology or he invented this energy source that with the technology of his time, he couldn't actually create, but Tony's able to invent it in the 21st century, like the, or the yeah. 2000s, I should say. And it, 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 it'd be interesting if they bring, because there are two actors that play Howard Stark. There's the movie Howard Starks, which I forget the actor's name that plays him, but he's an older version. And then yeah. there's, uh, or actually there's the young actor shows up too in the first uh, Captain America film, but there was also Howard Stark from the Peggy Carter television show and he's played yeah. by a younger actor. So they have lots of options of who they want to bring in, when they want to bring them in, if they have variants um, and who's behind it all really. Uh, it might turn out that it's a variant of Loki that's behind the, the whole TVA and it's a master trick. It's to, been Loki all along. He wants to round up every other Loki that, that there is. Who knows? But yeah, we'll definitely uh, do an episode following up uh, the series. And if something major happens, maybe we'll do an episode on just that. But I I think once the series concludes, we'll come back and discuss it and our impressions of it and where we think it could go. There's no season two slated 
for right now because I know Kevin Feige was asked about it and he, he said there's no season two idea right now so who knows what's going to happen but we're both enjoying it. I mean I feel like a lot of these things are meant to be mm-hmm. one-off one season kind of things. Yeah yeah I would imagine I, I think based off I, I've watched all the Disney plus Marvel shows and really I think um, Falcon and the Winter Soldier or as a I guess the second season would be called Captain America and the Winter Soldier uh, is really the only show that gives room to have a second season. Yeah. Um, but so... Like, I've always taken this as a Disney's just making these as kind of like intermittent while mm-hmm. the movies are... Yeah. No, you're probably right. But I think that's time for us to wrap things up unless you have anything else you'd like to add? No, I think we're good to go. Well, thank you for joining us on this very special episode of the Once Again Podcast. We have been your hosts, Ashley and Jason. And have a good day. Bye, bye, bye. (laughs)